good, the bad, the ugly. Welcome to Sustain Nutrition's podcast, Chewing the Fat, where Joe and James will be discussing all things good, bad and ugly regarding training and nutrition. So pull up your pants, put your best foot forward and get ready for some serious oral pleasure. Without further ado, here are your hosts, Joe and James. Sustain Nutrition, Chewing the Fat. Podcast. Episode. 36. Mm, 37. Oh, I'm sure I said 36 last week. You're like, no, 35. I don't know. I lose track. I probably should check this before. Joe, what are you doing? Isn't it the point when you say, what's the podcast? What is the podcast, Joe? <laughs> Something about calories. <laughs> should you be counting calories? Or do you need to count calories? I'm not actually... 100% decided on the title. Good job, multitasking there. Dizzy busy. And going. Right, so everyone knows. Why do I look so big? Why am I so close to the camera? Everyone knows that calories are going to be king when it comes to fat loss, weight loss. Lots of plans, programs will promote calorie counting. But, Joe, do people need to count calories? Some do, some don't. Yeah, and I think what we'll cover today. Being a more aware and conscious of calorie values of foods, kind of where you spend your calories during the day, etc., is going to be more important than necessarily having to count, meticulously count, and we'll go through a few flaws in the system as we go. So often when people say, I need to be in a calorie deficit to lose weight, how is it possible to lose weight without counting my calories? Well, Pretty easily. Don't eat like a dick. For long periods of time, without the use of my fitness pal, people were able to get themselves into calorie deficits and lose weight. I remember doing it very successfully once by having wheat dicks for breakfast, beans on toast for lunch, and then something else for dinner. Uh, but I think you'll find that they're all carbs, Joe, so therefore you must have gained fat. Yeah, do you know what? I probably did, to be honest. No. <laughs> if, you just, if you find your weak link, which for most people is eating too much shit food, and improve that weak link as in you consume less foods from that source if it's a high calorie low quality food or drink you know sugary drinks alcohol chocolate sweets things that are very easy to overeat for very little society then you're going to be able to take in a lot of calories and i think everyone has that point where they, where they binge or they've overeaten and, they, and you tell yourself i've not eaten that much just because you don't feel that full but you when you do the math you go oh my god i've gone through a thousand calories without any real difficulty and that's the crux of why our system works really well and the crux of why people don't need to weigh every single gram of the foods they eat because you just need to, to pick out your Achilles heels, really. That's where most people tend to go wrong. I can only apologise that since we've moved office, we now have laminate flooring and every time we record a podcast, fencing goes fucking nuts so you can hear his little scrappy feet running around. Yeah, so, like we said... You know, it's going to be coming down to a calorie deficit for anyone who wants to lose weight. So you're going to have a certain kind of budget of calories per day, whatever that is, whether that's 1,200 calories, 1,700 calories, 5,000 calories. There's going to be a tipping point that your body needs that you're, you know, you're going to maintain that. So the amount of calories that your body requires to 
keep living and breathing and producing blood and doing all its actions. Breathing and digesting food. Yeah, you know, the amount of energy that it costs you to move yourself around each day, you know, kind of doing your daily tasks, whatever that is. That's all included. So that is your calorie budget. And like Joe said, you know, if I said to Joe, here's five pounds, go down to Morrison's and buy as many biscuits as you can possibly buy. He's going to go buy a load of budget custard creams. Because you like that. I'm pretty bougie, am I not? Yeah, the, the shit was, you're not going to go buy the extra special, you know, clotted cream. Too tight for that. Yeah, super expensive ones, because you're going to get more bang for your buck on the cheaper biscuits. And it's the same thing that Joe's kind of saying with your food. Probably biscuits is not the best example. The best I'll go into that in a minute. Um, but the more kind of highly nutritious foods you get here, which would be all the kind of the budget stuff, so you kind of meat and your, your veg and your complex carbohydrates, it's going to make your budget go further. I feel like I've gone off on a bit of a wonder. Yeah, you got lost in the biscuits, biscuits there, didn't you, a bit? I got confused because I, <coughs> I had an email from one of the clients who said, she's listening to the podcast, and we mentioned biscuits a few times, and it caused her to then obsess over biscuits. She had to go eat biscuits later that day. Even though... Apologies, must, that was our fault, you're right. Yeah, we must mention about eating fucking lean protein and vegetables about <laughs> 600 times each podcast. And no one's ever binged. You know what? I went out... No one's, eat, no one's even eating it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fucking an entire butternut squash. Anyway. I got a butternut squash poisoning. So I guess the first part of call then for should you count calories or not is that if you've got a big Achilles heel to say you like eating large amounts of chocolate then that's one time that you could introduce calorie counting because it may help you to moderate and realize how much you're eating. Because when you scan your barcode or you put in, you know, your 200 grams of milk, you get that immediate feedback of how many calories you've had. And if that's a big portion of what you're allowed each day, it's going to help you to moderate, it's going to help you to, to assess better, and it's going to teach you, basically, you need to eat more nutritious food if you want to get through the day. And some people, you know, I know, People who are kind of happy to starve themselves, they can shoehorn in their protein cookies and stuff. And I've seen people do it really well. I just don't think it works for most people, and that's why I wouldn't tend to go for that that approach. But if people want to do that, then that's cool too. And if it works for you, and as long as you get results, I don't really care what you do, as long as it's reasonably healthy um, and you're happy with how it's going. Yeah, I think you know again, just learning the calorie value of foods, you know, some kind of tracking or just looking at nutritional labels can be really good. Because like Joe said. You could end up eating 100 grams of chocolate and go, well, it's only one bar of chocolate. But then you, when you realise that's 700 calories or whatever it is, Joe, yeah, 100 nice. grams of chocolate. All right, 650. About 650 calories. And you realise, actually, that's quite a substantial meal's worth of calories. So was that the best use of my calorie budget? I think, like Joe said, we talk about like Achilles heels and stuff like that, is with the kind of people that we deal with, there's a lot of emotional eating, Sorry. a lot of... Um, not a lot of, but there tends to be frequent kind of binge eating. And I'm not talking necessarily eating disorders, but people are over-restricting. Periods of binge, isn't there? Yeah. So not eating enough during the morning and then... Yeah, you know, yeah, they're kind of making poor choices. And these are the kind of times when people um, won't track. You know what I mean? No one's ever gone into a, a full binge or like an emotional eating and gone, well, hang on. How many custard creams I just yeah, had? Yeah, I've only got 275 calories to play with here, so I'm just going to have... I'm just going to measure out 263 millilitres of wine and then I'm just going to shave off 13 grams off this whisper. You know what I mean? It's not going to happen. So then that kind of totally negates the whole point of your calorie tracking. It's brilliant if you can be that well organised. Press the microphone. 
I'm trying to do some magic camera so I can. I'm trying to get some money back. What the camera? What about the? Basically, awesome. Joe got really, really pissed. <laughs> Missed his flight home from a stag do. I bought two flights by the looks of my mind. Because he's so fat. And then I said to pay for On two, two flights. different planes. <laughs> different times. <laughs> and now he's trying to get his money back and forth. That's why his ass is nipping because he's really tight. Yeah, because I'm not, I'm not willing to pay 400, <laughs> £400 for a return flight. He's not willing to wait an extra 15 minutes till we finish this podcast to do it. But anyway, I digress. Uh, so, so I'll sort it later. It's good. I've ruined this podcast already, so. Back in it. Back in the room. Come here, sausage. Fences here as well. Yes, so it's like I said. If you look at your the biggest, you look at the reasons why you're you're gaining weight. It's probably not because you don't know your calorie total each day. It's probably down to some very specific food choices, some food habits, food behaviours that have caused you to gain weight. Whether that's say like binge eating, emotionally eating, you know, weekends. Yeah, not having any kind of plan or anything. You know, weekends just go to absolute shit. They're the things that you need to start addressing. I would say before you overcomplicate things by having to meticulously plan calories, because odds are, even if you count your calories, those same habits and behaviours will happen, and you won't count them. So it'll totally negate anything that you've tracked that week. You're not fixing the root of the problem, are you? The root of the problem is that <clears throat> a certain trigger or certain decisions that you make impact your calorie intake so that's what you need to look at rather than trying to so the two things there are people have a trigger where they have a belief that food will solve the issue so because they're sad or upset or angry so then in that case you need to work on that not on just limiting your chocolate because it's always you know because it's a crutch it's going to be something that you overeat or the other side of the coin is that people don't eat enough nutritious food then they're backed into a corner they've made it really hard for themselves they're starving these foods are readily available of course you're going to go for those things because it's tasty, you know, it's, it's so convenient. So it's trying to make sure it's easier to stay on plan. Yes, I totally agree. Like I say, just going back to that whole kind of budget analogy is you've got to make sure you get all your basic stuff <clears> in first <throat> before you end up going for the luxury items. Um, and like I say, you know, 80%, is it 80% of kind of binges or mm. poor food choices are down to low blood sugar and hunger. So if you can take care of that, you can actually fix a lot of potential issues that you might have fix a lot of cravings yeah you know the amount of people that we speak to who will have like a kind of a witching hour which is usually the time between finishing work and getting home and then making their dinner and you're like okay so just have a snack you know have something good to go whether that's an apple or a pear some people don't like apples you know some rice cakes whatever it is it's just going to tide you up and just going to buy you a little bit of time until you can get home and you know, eat your food or have already having your food prepped so you can eat it as soon as you get in the door. You know, these are gonna be massive influences on your food choices that you make. It's buying your brain a bit of time to engage because often people's food habits are very subconscious so they eat shit food without thinking. So if you can just give yourself a bit of a blood sugar hit with a bit of protein or a little bit of carbohydrate or just something to, to take the edge off that, that desperate hunger, is you give your, chance, you'll give your brain a chance to engage and go, oh no, I did plan a meal. Oh, I'll just go to the shop and buy something else. And you're just buying yourself those opportunities to make better decisions. And so often people don't do this and they don't engage with that very piece of advice. And then when they do, they go, do you know what, this is really easy. Everything is so much easier when I when I did this and I and I did as you said, so it's just trying to to do that consistently. Is that having those options available just makes everything so much easier? When would you count calories then? 
Uh, I think if you're doing, not doing everything right, but if you've got great habits, and it tends to be, you know, people who um, have got much lighter, you know, if you're on the larger side, then the odds are that you just need to clean up a decent amount of your diet to start losing weight. I think for the people who have less amount to lose, they have to be more conscious about the calories and kind of shaving off you know, a couple of hundred here and a couple of hundred there and doing a bit of extra cardio. Um, that's what I'd say if people start, start carrying kind of college because they've got less wiggle room. I think the thing, the interesting point um, that I quite like is when someone is, say on the bigger side, is their output is just so low because it's just so hard to move around. And if yeah. you were, I was speaking to my mum about someone who she worked with, I think, who got married at seven stone and now she's 20 stone. And it's like, that is 13 stone of inefficient weight yeah, you're carrying excellent. around. Like, you are not going to be able to hit your 10,000 steps a day because it's too hard. So, you know, you're probably only hitting 1,000 steps a day because you're so tired. So you're not going to have, even though you're 20 stone, so even though your carry burn would be big if you moved around much, you just can't. It's just not possible to carry that kind of weight around. I remember a PT, uh, you know, I've done some course with, Phil Lerner was saying that he helped a bloke get from something like 20 stone to 13 stone. And when he got to 13 stone, his last session with him before he moved away was he made him do the first session he ever did carrying weighted vests. So this bloke got used to just walking on the for an hour and that was it. And then his last session, he made him put on seven stone of weighted vests and walk around. Because it's still really, really hard. Mm. Like, it just shows, you know, the bloke must have gotten so much fitter and so much stronger and his heart and lungs must have been so much stronger, but he still struggled to do the workout that he could do when he started. Because carrying that much weight is so hard, it's such a hamstring. This is why you don't see big marathon runners or big 10K runners or anything like that, because it's not possible to carry that weight and still be really good. So what's your point about calories then? Mm, don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean, speaking from a vast experience, Exercise is my point, sorry. Right, go on. If you are on the larger side and you think you need to carry count, then you probably just need to focus on burning more. Because if you are five stone overweight, you've got a, a long way to go. And carry counting is just not the first port of call. You can just get such a bigger bang for your buck from getting fitter. Yeah, and I think it's, you know, coming from our, our system, I think people think that we... Um, almost kind of poo-poo calorie counting. Um, not all, you know, I'm all for people counting calories. We've counted calories ourselves successfully and it works because it's science, you know what I mean? It's, it is, it comes down to calories in versus calories out. Um, but I think for the people that we tend to deal with, feathers getting fishes out, it's a, just another overcomplication that it's just not necessary. To do it properly is so hard. You know, <clears throat> if you're gonna weigh out your milk and your oats and your fruits every morning and then you're gonna weigh out your rice and then you're gonna have a few biscuits and you're gonna weigh them out, it just becomes this guessing game. Yeah, Most we get people, a, lot, a lot of people guesstimate stuff like, well, I went out and I think I had about this and that or I grabbed this and it, I think it was about, and it's, that's all right, but you know, if you're counting calories and you need to know that, all right, I am going into like a 200 calorie deficit today, or you know what I mean, I've been eating 2,200 calories, I've maintained my weight for two weeks, therefore I'm gonna go down to 2,000 calories. You need to be 
on it with your calorie counter because there's already so many variations within food. I think it's like um, 100 calories either way or something like that. They're allowed or right. 140 calories. So, you know, if you could eat something that could be 140 calories either way, it could be 140 calories more than you think, it could be 140 calories less than you think. There's just so many variations. Before you start putting numbers out there. Yeah, and it's just very overcomplicated. <coughs> like I say, quite often we'll get, because we'll start off people looking at improving their um, kind of food quality, the, the nutritional content of their meals, and then often after it's like, well, how many calories should I be hitting? What calories do you think I should be on? You know, I, I can go online and I can pull out like a generic calorie counter thing, but it's not gonna be specific to you as such. It's just gonna be again like, here's what an average person, this height, this age, this weight, who roughly does this kind of output should be taking, we think. According to this algorithm. Yeah, which could be different than whichever formula you use. I think, like you say, it comes across like we poo-poo it. And I've had clients who go, I'm gonna calorie count, that's fine. Cool, And it, it makes it works, my life easier. If it works and they're diligent with it, then that's brilliant. The, the, the hiccups that you have are that people will track inaccurately, or also that people get this mythical idea in their head that they couldn't possibly cut their calories. So I had a lady a while ago who was, you know, an average build, you know, reasonably, I think she's about 50, um, and she was on something like 17, 1800 calories. And she was saying, you know, I couldn't possibly go any lower than this. And my advice to her was, you know, my girlfriend at the time is extremely strong and athletic, is the, is the same weight as you, 30 years younger, and is on less food than you and not losing any weight. So it'd be my advice that you have wiggle room to cut your calories. No, I couldn't do that. And that was the end of the conversation. Well, cool. But you have to be willing to, to push out your comfort zone with these things and to challenge what the accepted norms are. You know, we've had people before on 1100 calories because some people need to be on those smaller amounts because they're not burning very much, because they're smaller individuals, because they've got lower metabolic rates. Just because the, the, the Fitbit says you're burning two and a half thousand, doesn't mean shit. If you're not losing weight, then you're, yeah, I'm in a calorie deficit, but I'm not losing weight. So the solution to world hunger lies in your genetic code, or one of those numbers is wrong. Mm. Which, which one do you think it is? Mm, yeah, quite. So but yeah, so you know, again, you know, just talking about numbers and stuff, I had an email conversation with someone who asked for some help and they were saying that they couldn't lose any weight. Oh no, actually they had lost a little bit of weight and they were still complaining about that. Um, but they were on 1400 calories and said, okay, what's the typical day for you? And they sent it through and it was like, going back to that shopping analogy, like they spent, spent like 350 calories on two croissants for breakfast. Then they'd add like a packet of crisps, then they'd add some chocolate. So all of a sudden you've got like nearly half of your calories gone on shit food. Minimal food. Yeah, yeah. that's not very, very filling. Doesn't take up lots of volume, doesn't add lots of nutrition to your day. It's just a poor use of the, you know, if you're complaining that you have a small amount of calories to eat and you don't want to cut any more, then you need to make those calories as efficient as possible. So getting, you know, ensuring that you have adequate protein, adequate veg, adequate complex carbohydrates and adequate healthy fats and not just going, well, uh, there's croissants for breakfast, that's 400 calories gone. There's no way I could work around this. Yeah, you know what I mean? There's no way I could go any lower than this. Like we could, because you could have, you know, a bowl of oats for your breakfast. A small like, one. Yeah, 200 calories. There's always gonna be a way to make it work, isn't there? It's like with the way that we work with Sustain, the way that 
if someone's not losing weight, you would either cut down their high calorie foods or you'd cut down their fats or their carbs. It's just that people don't like that idea. The same with calories. It's really, really easy to do it. You just bring that number down or you burn a bit more, but it's gonna be painful. It's not gonna be overly enjoyable. You cannot have your cake and eat it all the time. You can't just endlessly eat and expect to lose weight. It's not how it works. And even me, when you know we talk about my numbers on on, uh, on calories and stuff, people go, I wish I could lose weight on three and a half thousand. I'm still hungry on three and a half yeah, because you're burning because I'm, I'm used to four. Yeah. You know, so it's not like I suddenly get to the end of the day and I've got 1,200 calories left and I go, oh, I'm going to force down some milker. And it's not how it works. Yeah, people because, get used again, to those certain numbers because you don't have the body. Well, not quite the body of a 55 year old, you know, inactive woman who doesn't have a lot of muscle mass. She'd be pretty jacked. Who doesn't have a lot no. of muscle mass? <laughs> She's probably got bigger arms than you. Probably. Um, so yeah, I mean, like I say, it's. We're not anti-calorie counting. There's a time and a place for it, but the majority of people that we come across and we work with, it's totally unnecessary. Like I said, if you've still got these massive holes in your diet, like just said, like weekends, you know, going crazy when it's social occasions, uh, pressing the fuck it button when you eat a biscuit, um, being all and off it, Jesus Christ, um, emotionally eating, binge eating, all these things, then counting calories it's not going to help with those things you know the only thing it could possibly help with is if you're feeling super super restrictive and it is a solution like it does work but is it the one that's going to fix the root cause or are you just painting the leaves most likely you're going to do it for a bit and as soon as you stop as soon as you relax you're going to go back to those old habits that have got you where you are in the first place because it's not a very sustainable form of action to weigh all your food and ultimately you need to change those habits that are in place and make people find better coping mechanisms so not using food as a, as a crutch or to make yourself feel better and to get fuller or fewer calories which involves eating more protein and veg and the thing that you said before is like you give someone 2,000 calories they're not going to spend it on chicken bread no, chicken, chicken not, yeah. breast and, and broccoli even though that's going to be a good use of you know that's going to mean that you've got more room to have your treats and your little bits and stuff but you need to start with that as your base like we do your protein and your veg first then what can you get away with if you work the opposite way around to that then you're just eating how people normally do and just eating whatever shit they like the look of and that's how people end up on the whole not making any progress or gaining loads of weight indeed not to be you know this, this is the thing is, there's always that thing isn't there like I said the slimming world groups are like I lost six stone not eating any veg that's cool it doesn't work for most people that is a you know a sample size of one and there's a lot of people trying to lose weight who are unable to do that. So you yeah. just want to take from that. Speaking from our humble yet extremely accurate opinions. <laughs> An extensive, yeah. oh my God, extensive experience. You know what I mean? It's you like, see trends, don't you? Yeah. And the trends are people don't eat enough protein, they don't eat enough vegetables. Just saying this over and over again. They so get, people get some mad cravings for proteins and vegetables. They get hungry and eat other shit food. But yeah. So like I say, you've got a certain amount of calories. Now, I wouldn't stress so much about wanting to know exactly how many that is down to the single calorie. If you want to count calories, go for it. But I would get your, I would look back at what's previously caused you to gain weight, the foods, the habits, the choices, and look to address those before you think. Like I say, the odds are like 999 people out of a thousand have not got to where they're at right now because they weren't 100% aware of how many calories they were eating. Yeah, people tend to just go too hard and then give in and they, they have these established beliefs, don't they, where it's, 
going back to foods because the belief is going to make their lives better. Challenge that first, improve your life without having to use food and that's going to fix the majority of people. We're going to help them manage those, those issues better. Yeah. All good? All good. Happy so if you want to count calories, count calories. <coughs> Don't feel that you have to, to lose weight. Just look at improving your day-to-day food choices, meals, habits, and behaviours. And if you want a hand, let us know. Yeah, so log your food and see what's going wrong. Most people have got no idea really what they're eating because we like to tell ourselves that we're doing really well. Yeah. If you work for HSBC, please get in contact and help me sort out <laughs> my, my refund. That'd be brilliant, thank you. So thanks for listening. We do appreciate it. Leave a like, subscribe, review, whatever you need to do. Musical. Perfect. Thank you.